Welcome to the Alliance Experience Podcast, a real estate podcast talking all things property management with a side of banter. Your hosts are Sam Riley and myself, Kelly Johnson. Welcome back to another episode, Cal. Thank you. How was, <laughs> how was your week? Um, my week was good. I went to Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, God. I'm oh, jealous. So good. I, You know, COVID made me realise how much, like, I didn't. I missed live music. Yeah. So Ash and I went, and let me tell you, they were amazing. Don't I listen to that. anyone that says they weren't. <laughs> they were amazing. And Post Malone, he was good. That Ash was saying because he was like, "Oh, you'll know a couple of his songs." Yeah. We knew like all of them, bar two. Very good. Very humble. He smokes a cigarette the whole time he's on stage. <laughs> God <laughs> has a microphone and a little ciggy, and he's just living his best wow. life. I have heard that he is awesome. He was no brilliant. Very good night. What about you? How was your week? Oh, well, nothing exciting, actually. So work busy, just so much happening. The team is just always got things going on. But then other than that, chilled weekend for me. Oh, lucky. Chilled weekend by the all. pool. Oh. The sun was out. Cannot complain at Rub all. Rub it in, mate. <laughs> all that free time. Yeah, I know. Look, it is nice not to have kids here and there so that I can actually have that downtime on my time nah, off. That's good. That's good. Good on you. All right, so episode two we've got, and we're going to have a chat about Perth vacancy rates. Yes, Perth. It seems to be the hot topic among everyone, everywhere we go. Yeah, it really is. Um, I think what did they say the other day, something like the lowest in the last 40-odd years. Yeah, something crazy. And I think because of the news as well, like it's everyone's conversation. I know it's school pickup or daycare. People ask you what's going on, like where this yeah. expert because the fear factor that yeah. they hear. And you can understand that, like terrifying, especially right now. If you're looking for a rental and you're seeing all of those things on the news and you're listening to other people struggle for months to find something, like you you get it, like you really do. And the price is still going up and just the hordes of people through homes. Imagine, like my thing is always, you know, they get to the home open and you see all the cars parked in the street, yeah. like do you bother going in <laughs> or if you can't find oh. a parking spot, do you give up before you even go and look at the house? Yeah, it's scary, isn't it? Yeah, I remember I was looking probably two years, well, not even longer now, um, and then again recently and, and even I struggled. Like you go into those homes and being a property manager, I still was freaking out when I was going through home opens. And I'm in the industry and I know what to expect. But you're it's still human. a shock. That's natural. Like you're human. And I think no matter all the info we have, yeah. You don't, you just don't, you're not prepared. No, that's fair. Yeah. It really is like that at the moment. So it's, I think the last check for the vacancy rate was at uh, 0.2%. I'm pretty sure that was the rewas figures. I, that blows my mind. Yeah. I, it, yeah. Trying to comprehend what that actually means for people is, is impossible, I think. And I think, you know, when they say it's at point two, but you're looking obviously like you jump online and you have a look at the suburbs you want to look at, that point two percent, those rents are really high. So it's a point two of a really unaffordable rental amount. So that may mean that for you personally it's even less than that because you can't afford what's on the market. Yeah, it's nuts, especially if you're, um, let's say, you're looking for something for loan or you and your partner, but you're just getting into the market. Like some of the figures, like if people don't have good paying jobs right now, is some of the rents that they're that are being asked for at properties are terrifying. And they're a huge portion of their wage. And then how are you supposed to save for a deposit for a house? Because yeah. you're just making enough to live and pay your rent. It's just unachievable for people. And I think that's why 
people are so financially stressed because they can't think of their future if they can't save because their rent is so high. Yeah. So I think it is a really good thing for us to be talking about. So in your opinion, why do you think the vacancy rate is so low at the moment? Look, whenever anybody asks me this, probably over the last two years, what I think has happened, I think obviously we had COVID and I think, you know, among the world it was really scary. And personally, I think a lot of people that were working away or maybe not in Perth came home. So I think like a lot of owners moved back into properties. So like they had really good tenants, but they needed their house back. So then those good tenants took, you know, other rentals and so on and so forth. And then as you know, People can't also afford investments, so a lot of them yeah. are getting sold. Yeah, and I think for us right now, or probably in the last, what, 12, 18 months, the, the property, the sales market, I should say, sorry, the people that have had an investment for so long will actually finally be able to get some money back on that. They yeah. bought it, you know, eight, nine, ten years ago at top dollar and then it kind of died for a while. And they were getting probably low rents. Yeah, like exactly. that's remember, the rents were probably nowhere near <laughs> yeah. covering the mortgage that they pay. Exactly. I was actually talking, one of our property managers was saying on Friday that um, her property was getting, oh, back in the day, $260 yes, a week. she was. Yeah. And now if we put that on the market, it would be what, you know? Up, 650 yeah. four by two with a pool. <laughs> nuts. Like the increase there is nuts. So I think a lot of investors kind of took the chance to maybe get rid of their properties. I know, look, I'm one of them. I took the chance you to get did. rid of my property. Yeah, and you, you know. did, and you did well. Like this is yeah. the thing, you did and you sold it because obviously you were getting a good figure. You finally yeah. got back, you know. Yeah, so I think a lot of investors kind of went the same way. I think we're seeing a few more come back into the market, but I think that it was kind of mass exodus at once. I feel like the investors we're seeing now are coming from over east. Yeah. Like I, th- I feel like when I'm out meeting people, it's very rare that I'm actually meeting a family or somebody in Perth that has the money to invest in Perth, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. You are actually getting a lot of over east. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. they've obviously got the money and they're very money orientated. So they're seeing the stupid rents we're getting and they know we're not going to have an issue finding a tenant. Like for them, I guess they're seeing how good the market is as an investment wise. So they're making the most of it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not really going to pretend I'm an expert at interstate, but I know that Queensland kind of went through what we did or what we are going through now, what, six, 12 months ago and their vacancy rate plummeted as well. And they were having so many problems. So I guess maybe off the back of that, because I think it's improved slightly. And everyone's coming in. Yeah. (laughs) So now all our people are suffering. Exactly. I think, um, was it one of the reps on Friday or last week mentioned the amount of new students coming into WA as well? Oh my gosh, yes. That are expected in the next couple of months. Yep. They were saying for study and everything. Like somebody was saying that, um, in China or Japan, don't quote me, that they've banned online learning. Yes. And this is why we're getting heaps of these students coming over here because they can learn online as well as in class. And I know with germs and things, a lot of people want to stay at home. Like they don't want to go to work in the office or go to uni. So it's crazy to hear that that's what they might be doing. No, I think COVID did change that a lot for people, didn't it? Yeah, it well, it did for us. So I know it would have changed for a lot of other people too. Yeah. And that's probably a good thing to talk about in terms of the rent prices. So COVID over here, and we won't pretend that we're hugely affected, let's be honest, (laughs) in terms of Australia, WA did pretty well. We got off scot-free lockdown. A few couple of day lockdowns. 
at most. So, yeah. and that was still hard on us over East counterparts. <laughs> yes, but I think us we had that rent freeze, and I think that didn't really help the situation. Like, I, I guess I know where the government was coming from and why they wanted to do it, but I think that really put off a lot of investors, especially because they were also struggling financially and then they were trying to pay their mortgage and they couldn't put rents up and all this kind of um, yeah, like was you, snowballing for them. Well, you see where, like, their intention was within yeah. the government, but it's also like life still has to go on to a degree. Yeah. So it makes it really difficult for people when they're based, like they need the money and the yeah. increase and things like that. Yeah, that's probably was our biggest hit really, wasn't it? And I think, I yeah, like from memory of a lot of our investors here, they got out of the market after that. They did. Yeah. Yep, they were really put off. Exactly. So they thought, you know, if there was this many, I guess, restrictions on things that maybe they'd, they'd move on and a lot of them did, which and, is concerning. But also like nobody knew when the end was near. Yeah. So, you know, these rules were coming in and they might be fine for a month, but people don't know how long it was going to yeah. last. Look at the other lockdowns. They lasted for months on end. Yeah. So I get why people were super nervous in timing and decisions like that. Yeah, fair. And probably one other thing, not great to talk about, but people splitting up. Too much time together. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it strengthened, it strengthened my relationship. I loved it. I right. had a baby. So it was good. Well, being alone, I was very lonely. The dogs kept me company. But you can understand why people, I guess, when they did spend that much time together, it, it either maybe made some or broke right. others. Yeah. Well, you're in a small space that you're probably not used to being in that much anyway. Yeah. Like people weren't working from home as often. Yeah. And then you've got somebody else in your small space. <laughs> so it was either really good or really bad. Yeah. So I think that was a factor as well. We saw, um, you know, households have a few people and then it, that transitioned into maybe single households. Mm -hmm. yep. Then those people were looking for other rentals or, you know, a lot of people moved back in with their parents short term as well. Yep. So I think that was... Um, Probably quite interesting from our point of view to see the transition. Yeah, and to think that, you know, you've got a great tenancy and people yeah. in there and then something like this happens and you yeah. go, gosh, I wouldn't have picked that. But, again, none of us would have picked the year that it was or two years. So. No, I guess it was just those stresses that no one really knew existed until something like this happened. And yep, absolutely. Oh, so what are we thinking in terms of moving forward? Do we think it's it's going to get better? Do we think it's going to get worse before it gets better? How can we? How can it improve, if anything? Or? I think you'll agree with me. I think in Perth that there is a lot of building that is slowly getting finished. Yeah. So I know the girls have said that they're getting a lot of break leases. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them it's because the people's homes have been finished and been built. Yeah. So, you know, they're moving into their own home and then obviously the home they were renting becomes available to a new tenant. Yeah. So I think, you know, we're very lucky that we have that coastal strip of where building happens. Yeah. So we are, you know, firsthand within that. Um, so hopefully, I, you know, for us, we're going to be able to have more rentals on the market. But, you know, it's just that never having enough. I know. I, know. I don't want to say it <laughs> and then... <laughs> Somebody goes, you said. Yeah, I know. It is It is crazy, isn't it? And I do, I do agree with that. I do think that the build is making a huge difference because I have even just in my portfolio had a few tenants break lease for yeah, the same reason. Okay. Um, but I am concerned, I think, it, short term, I think it might get slightly worse. Do you really? I, I just. Why? Historically, the first couple of months oh. in the year, 
in WA is always always busy anyway. We always get an influx. People are moving for work, moving for kids' schools. Yeah. If we've also got um, these students coming in, I do think that there might be a couple of months there where we're finding probably still the same stresses that we are now. See, that's so hard. So I, I don't think it'll be long-term, but I do think, you know, give it three or four months, maybe even up to six months. Like I do middle think of the year. Potentially. You know, winter is when it starts to slow down anyway and then hopefully by then I might have stabilised a just, little bit. And that's it. I just hope that it evens out so, you know, every average Joe person thinks that they can find a rental that isn't about like above their budget. Yeah. And also like, you know, we're renting at the moment but we're buying this year. You yep. know I've made that very, very big yes. deal. Um, so it's just, you know, once you get that money where you need to get that, then, you know, you can buy. But then for us, like it's daunting. We don't want to buy above our means. Yeah. And, you know, with the interest rates rising. That's the other thing. And they're anticipating a few more. Like, so this is the thing, it's like, do you wait and hope that the sales market slows mm. down or do we just, you know, buy obviously within our means but just work on that and focus on that? Yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? You really just can't predict what's going to happen. No, and this is the thing, this is why this conversation is so good because it's all well and good that the news says this and the news says that but, you know, we're both in different situations but yeah. in it firsthand. So, you know, all we can talk about is our experiences and how we would deal Yeah, we are dealing with it, I guess. Well, that's it. We've both moved into rentals in the last 12 months. <laughs> Which and is then, fun. Yeah, <laughs> I hate but. moving. But that, that was a stress for us as well. It was. Like, an, like you said earlier, you're in the industry. And we were still stressed. Yeah. Like, the, just, no, we don't get any benefits. <laughs> we still stressed about those things. I know. And something that I actually just thought about that um, I don't have too much information on yet, but the Residential Tenancy Act changes. People keep asking yeah. you, and I love that it's the handball to you <laughs> because I'm like, no comment, don't know, ask them. But I think, um, and like I said, I hadn't didn't have it on my notes just then, but it just popped into my head, and I really think that that's going to make another difference. And I, like if I'm honest, difference. I don't think it'll be hugely positive. We'll see. It depends on what comes in. But with some of the changes and, and big changes, um, and I won't go through it, like I said, in this podcast, maybe we'll do another one when we've got a bit more info, but some of the big changes, I think there might be investors out there that just decide that they don't have that much control over their investment anymore or that much choice on how they want it maintained or looked after or who they can and can't approve. And Well, that's been the big one that people yeah. always bring up to me and they go, I know with your residential tenancy out changing, I, yeah. I have to allow a pet. Exactly. And people are really put off by pets. Yeah, some people are. I, don't I get that. Yeah, but. So I, I think that's probably another unknown factor because from what I've heard is they want to, get those changes moving, but we don't really know when at this point, but I do think that that will be another. So do you think that will put investors off investing in our market? I think some, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but okay. then again, I guess we Queensland went through, almost, actually nearly all of the other yeah, states. Yeah, everyone think, else through has done it now. I think we're probably behind the time. But I do think it will make a bit of a difference to people considering investments. I think if people are reasonable, it's like with anything isn't it like I think the residential tenancy act currently is quite reasonable I do think obviously you know like most things they can be worded or handled better yeah. but I think that you know if you're a reasonable person then the rule shouldn't be that hard and yeah. you know both for a landlord and a tenant I know as a landlord it can be stressful but like my dog 
would cause no damage <laughs> compared to like my daughter who, you know, probably eats a peanut butter sandwich and then like touches the wall and Billy the dog yeah. sitting there being like, how come you just live your best life? Yeah, fair. So I think, you know, if someone's going to look after your home, like things like that, they should just look after your home because they're a good person, a yeah. good tenant. Yep. So I hope it doesn't scare too many people off because that I, that will just make our vacancy rate worse. Yeah, and I just I don't think we could really get too much worse. And leaning on from that then, like from the people that you're speaking to, what are, what's happening for those that can't find a rental? Because we've got great tenants, fantastic tenants I'll say, that can't find a rental. See, this is hard because there's also bad tenants that can't find a rental, as you know. So I think a lot of the bad tenants do look for a private landlord. They yep. think that they can get away with, you know, no checks on the applications and things yeah. like that. So that's why they go down that avenue. But good tenants, I guess they just have to stay with friends or family yeah. and just hope that they're doing something different to yeah, secure no. a rental eventually. Mm, it is a hard one. And I do know if you... Um, good tenants that actually have moved back in with family and they've got like their mum and dad and then a couple of kids and like a nan, like all in this one property. Like, and they're just trying to make it work. Yeah, and just doing the best that they can. And I think, you know, like I know for us, if we know, like, you know, you know good tenants, we will always try and help someone yeah. that we've obviously dealt with or, you know, the application they've missed out on a property because they were just as good as the ones that got it. Yeah. Um. So I think, you know, in stuff like that, always, you know, talk to people that you know within the industry and they will always try and help you. Like we would, I would think of them when I'm appraising yeah. a property for sure. Yeah, you'd have to, you really would. And I know that someone was mentioning, I think it was the start of last week that, and, again, don't quote me on this, I'm not sure how true it is, but word on the street is that the government were looking at changing one of the hotels in the city into emergency yes. accommodation. Yes, they were. I think as well because obviously they're having all that homelessness issue within the CBD yeah. that they need. They know now that they need to do something. But then who covers the bills for the hotel? Yeah, see, I don't I, I don't know. Like I think in in theory it's a great idea because there is so many people that can't find a rental and there is family you're hearing so many sad stories yeah. about families not being able to secure something or you know living out of their car and I think emergency accommodation is definitely needed as long as it's ruled well you know like yeah. a period of time and things like that and who reference checks them what if it goes back there's so much concern but look that could make a massive difference for people if they've got that option there even just for like a month before yeah. they get a rental or you know they have to get out of somewhere yeah it is um concerning though because I think the department of housing um uh, wait list is considerable. Huge. Well, they also need to. I heard on the radio the other day um, them saying they're looking to budget for some more, obviously, Department of Housing homes within the next 10 years. Yeah, okay. Like how does 10 years help us? Yeah. We need it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need something going on now. So on that, do you think that maybe they could come up with some sort of um, incentivised scheme? It's probably not the right word for it. Or a way to bring investors back into the market or do you think maybe it's not their responsibility? I think over and above when you're looking at interest rates and the banks and what they're hitting yeah. back at since COVID, I don't think they can do anything. Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, yeah, personally, yeah. I think they need to be helping people buy a house. Yeah, They need to be giving more opportunity because sometimes the rents that people are paying are honestly more than a mortgage. Yeah. So it just help them buy a house, whether it be their first, second or third house. And 
let them live in that and then there'll be more rentals because their rent will be going to mortgage. It's funny. It seems so easy when you say it like that. I just, it blows my mind that they make it so hard for people to buy and then they're sitting here going, oh, we've got this vacancy issue but we're not doing anything to help people buy a house. It's crazy. Yeah, you're not wrong. So on that, so in terms of the vacancy rate and home opens, we obviously in our office have, uh, I'm going to say on average, about 15 properties advertised at any one time. It seems to be. Um, where we sit and end of last month our vacancy rate was I think at point two or three percent within our own office yeah so I know that if if that's what we're experiencing having a decent sized portfolio that other agencies are probably experiencing the same and and out of that like some of our figures I think last month we leased 37 properties that's huge is that yeah. a record for us it is a record for us oh, yes us. love that <laughs> I know but you know what the sad thing is we received over 400 applications well, that's that 37 is, properties. That is hard. Now, I'm no good at quick maths. But I don't know. I don't know why you're looking <laughs> at it. The amount of declined applications is that it's terrifying, like scary stuff. And that, like you said, that's us alone. Yep. So that's not, you know, speaking for anybody yeah. without outside our offers. So that is a lot of – and, you know, I'm sure, you know, a fair few of them are probably a bit rough and, you know, move on. Of course. You know, there's always those. But, but then the, the good ones? Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. And that's only January. Like I compared our January and December figures and they doubled. So like the applications wow. in December was something around 270 up to 400. But then our tenant inquiries, I think it was 2,500 in December up to 4,000 in January. That is huge. Inquiries alone of just people asking about home opens and properties, that's massive. Yeah. Yeah. That's. But again, you know, like we said, all we can do is provide them with information and pointers and that's you know me, I'm big on like application is your yeah. first impression to an agent, Yeah, you know, and obviously that information gets sent to the landlord. So I love a cover letter. <laughs> I love a photo. Give me the photo of your dog, of your cat. Give them all. I love it. So on that then, let's maybe let's talk about applications since we are talking about the vacancy rate and how awful it is right now for people. <laughs> so if you're someone that's looking for a property mm-hmm. and you're wanting to apply, like what are some pointers or some tips and tricks or what from, I guess, our point of view, I feel like a lot of people think that agents are the one that make decisions oh my on gosh. who Imagine goes into the property. Oh, my gosh. Imagine <laughs> if we had that luxury, but so, no. I know. So I think there's probably a little bit of people that don't quite understand. So from your point of view, what are your big pointers, let's say, to someone that was right now in the market looking for a rental and finding it challenging? Well, as Sam said, we don't choose. <laughs> yeah. The information, obviously, we gather. We're like the hunter-gatherer. <laughs> yeah. And we get the information and then we give it to the landlord. Yeah. So, like I said, first impression, you know, obviously we meet all the applicants at the home open. Mm-hmm. So, you know, be obviously well man, be on time, yeah. things like that. And then when the little thing also, I'm just gonna point it in there. Don't park on the lawn. All the driveway. <laughs> I hate it when people like park in the driveway and then you can't park anywhere and you're like, what are you doing? It's like it, it the lawn is sacred. Just don't park on someone else's lawn. And then you break the retail. People <laughs> do that, honestly. It happens so often. So yes, little pointer. Yep. Um Look, like I have said, I love a cover letter. Yeah, you know, okay. when I was an application processor back in the heyday, I used to really take the time to read them, send it to the owner because it's like it's like a resume yeah, for that's a true. tenant. 
Yeah. So obviously, like, they have to apply through tenant options we use. Yep. So we get the information that we need anyway. Like, they have to submit it. But I think that the cover letter is them taking the time and putting the effort in yeah. to talk about themselves in a way that you probably can't portray within an application. Yeah, that's probably a good point, actually. Um, which is why I always love them. And I think as a landlord, obviously, like, see, we get to meet them. Yeah. Where obviously the landlord gets the info in writing from us. So that gives them a bit of their personality from how yeah. they've typed the letter. Yeah, it makes it does make sense when you're doing it that way. And you're kind of, like you said, is this person is trying to put their best foot forward and how do they do that when there's no personality behind well, it? Well, they just have to answer questions. Yeah. And make sure you tell people when you're putting them down as a reference, oh, yes. <laughs> tell them that to expect a call so yep. they are A, ready, and B, know what we're talking about. I, yeah, that is my pet <laughs> I know you have. And it. I do try and tell people all the time because you are right, is the worst thing is trying to get in touch with references and then not calling you back or when you're ringing them not being aware that they're a reference. Yep. And, you know, from their point of view, I get it. They want to make sure that they're giving the right person the right information because a lot of the time it is sensitive information. Um, but it just delays the processing time. Because then you have to ring the applicant back yeah. and say, hey, can you let such and such? So just be organised. Yeah. And like, in this market, you, we want to be processing applications quickly and you guys, you want to get the best foot forward absolutely. as quick as possible. And you want us to be able to tick it off. Like when the girls are reference checking, you don't, you want them to do it all and not have to like come back to it and forget where they were. So it makes yeah. sense for everyone to be organised. Yeah. I think that's really my biggest. Okay. What about you? So to be fair, pretty much a lot of what you said is very true. My big thing is, so when I, people ask me what we're, we're looking for and what the owner's looking for, it's your ability to pay the rent and look after the property. So they're the two big things that I always say, they're my focus points. I want you to be able to show me that you can pay the rent. So like pay slips or pay slips or, and this is if they're comfortable, obviously we don't yeah. want to be taking too much information if someone's not comfortable, especially in this oh. cyber security yes, <laughs> issues that um, pop up here and there. But pay slips is a great one. Um, copies of contracts, work contracts. Yeah, like a full-time employment or yeah, whatever. Yeah, especially I find for people that are immigrating into Perth because they yes. haven't started work yet. So if they've had a job offer, a signed letter of offer. Yeah, so yep. I think that's great. Um, and then a lot of people forget if they've got other income. So if they've got investments or shares or they're getting Centrelink payments for whatever, like if you're getting in income, sorry, from another source, note it down. Yeah, tell us so we can see everything. Yeah, yeah, because that is going to be putting your best foot forward and we're also making sure we're not putting people in properties that can't afford it. So we need to make sure that you do have that affordability. But what do you, how, when you obviously are saying this to applications, how do you, how do they show you that they can look after the house? Like how do they go, so oh, that's, Sam, yeah. yeah. And that's the harder one. So I find for me, if they've got rental history, great. But what obviously, if they don't? If they don't have rental history, it does make it a bit harder. Mm -hmm. if, they've, uh, if they've owned a property that they've sold before, I do talk to them about maybe having a chat if it went through another agency with that sales rep. Have a look at the photos. Yeah, yep. have a look at photos online because that will show how they've maintained it throughout that process. Yep. And also a great little tip is the sales rep will let us know how they were to deal with Yes. in terms of accessing the property, how they kept it maintained, yep. if they were, you know, not causing too many dramas for people coming through. All of that sort of stuff is, is because dealing with the tenant <laughs> is the biggest part of our job. Like exactly. we want to know how they're going to be to deal with if something arises for the landlord. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's good. That's so that's why I try and say to people just to keep it as I don't know as simple as possible in a way I with as simple, much information yeah. as possible. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, and you touched on before. So we use tenant options in our office. 
But that's not what everyone uses. Yes, no, that's just what yeah, you do. Yeah. Exactly. So another tip would be making an um what you, a profile, a tenant profile on yeah. all of the applications. So you're software. ready to go. Yep. So if you like a house after exactly. the home open, you can just apply straight away, attach yep. a cover letter. And I think people forget that you can create a tenant, I think it's called a tenant profile. Um, you can create it and keep it there. So, like, does it pre-fill their information? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And you can have all the documents uploaded, ready to go. All their IDs? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And then once they're ready, it shoot it off, just sends the email. That actually made me think something that always bothers me, when your driver's licence address doesn't <laughs> match the address you have on your application form, like put a copy of the back if you've got a change of address sticker. Fair. Because yep. it always looks dodgy. It, it it's like, does like, why do you have so many addresses? What is going on? <laughs> Oh, you're not wrong there. And just on that, for a little tip for private landlords, yes, check your references. Please. If it's they say it's an agent and it comes from a Gmail, it's not. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's not an agent. Yeah, and we don't want to put this um, oh, fear. Thank you. That's how <laughs> I, I can find the word. Um, we don't want to put the fear into private landlords, but is in this market being so competitive is we are seeing a lot of false references. We had an application last week for a house in Marawa yeah. where the tenant put the landlord down so our admin called the landlord for a reference check and then said oh you know can you email me and literally it was a gmail account <laughs> you search the property like on our back end and the landlord's name's different like hats off yeah for the effort yeah but like we can see if you're lying yeah exactly so i just i really think in this market right now is if you're a tenant that doesn't have great references you are really going to struggle but just try and make up what you can with as many references as possible. And don't stress because there's lots of tenants out there. Even if you get like a couple of bad applications, yeah. you will find a good one. Yeah. Like the time will come, even if it waits a week, which isn't long, <laughs> but maybe in this market it's long, but you will come across a good tenant. Like there's so many good ones. Yeah. Funnily enough, you said that it isn't long. Could you remember back when the vacancy oh. rate, it was like six, seven percent. <laughs> and we'd put in the ads in the subject line, Cole's my gift oh. card, free week's rent. Yeah. I honestly forget. I used to do uh, Saturday home opens. Yeah. I think it with the highest we ever got to is 75 properties advertised. How did you have 75? Uh, that? <laughs> and that was back when our portfolio sizes were minimal. And that was a luxury. Isn't yeah. that funny? Like at the time we would have thought how painful that was. I know. And now we're lucky to ever have anything near that. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I just think right now it is, the, the news is putting fear out there. I don't think it's unreasonable, though, in, in the, what we're seeing, I guess. Like you said, we're just talking about our experience. Yeah, and, you know, obviously everyone's experience is different, but I think everyone sees the news as bad news. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm the ever-optimist that says it will get better. <laughs> um, but I think just like we've said, be organised, be ahead of it. You know, if you know your lease is coming up and you're not confident that the landlord, you know, mm. may not want to keep you on or they need to move in, Yeah, be prepared, you know, talk to people that you know, start looking, get your tenant profiles done. Yes. And then, you know, it won't come to crunch time where you do need a vacate and you'll yeah. be stressing. Yeah. tenant. I cannot stress more. Tenant profiles, get them done. And on all platforms, like I don't know every single platform that every agent uses right now, but tenant options is us. I know one form is still quite popular yep. out there. Um, and inspect real estate. They're the three big ones that I'm aware of. I'm sure that other agencies have their own personal But ones even as well. if you did those three, yeah, yeah. You would have that ready to go. And if everything's uploaded, then you're good to go as soon as you walk out of the property. Yeah. And don't be afraid 
of the other people at the home open yes do not be afraid of the other people always apply even if you think you've got no hope yeah don't be afraid and honestly as we haven't really touched on but people do is people are offering over and above the asking price just yeah. quickly yes no i think that's a good one to actually touch on i always tell owners when i'm appraising that the highest rent isn't always the best tenant yeah like you will agree with me on yeah that. i do yeah. so if you have a budget don't get pushed into offering yeah. more because like an agent said oh look you know people may offer over and above this stay with what you're comfortable in because i'm a huge believer of the highest rent per week is not always the greatest tenant. yeah that is actually a really good point something that i'm surprised we didn't actually talk about earlier yeah I know. <laughs> I like, because oh. it is so common at the moment and you're right is the price that is advertised is the price that's advertised that's what the owner's happy with my job. Yep, that, exactly, <laughs> Cal. So if the price is that, then that's what you can apply for. If you would like to offer more, of course. We're not because saying that's don't. based on your budget. Exactly. You know, if they want to offer more. But not every owner will look at that. No. You know, some owners, of course, are going to look at the money over something else, mm. but other owners won't. And as we mentioned before, we don't make the decision. So it's not our opinion and our pro thought process behind who gets approved and we, we get the facts yeah. exactly we put it through to the owner and then they make that decision based on their circumstances and what they're looking for and the owner knows obviously already what the rental amount is yeah so like if they get offered more they may be stoked about it but like the ones that are great applications at the asking price you're doing what the landlord is asking for you yeah you're applying at the price advertised so, yeah, just please, any tenants listening, do not be put off by hearing that people are offering over and above because it's not always the answer to getting the rental. Yeah. It's really not. Okay. Well, look, I think we've gone through quite a bit today. That was, we really spoke. <laughs> I think that's a good thing though. So yeah. anything else that you want to touch on or? Well, I think, we're I think that's it. I think, yeah. you know, here to open the conversation. Yes. Where lots more you know within podcasting videos yeah. getting out there so you can always contact us if you've got something that you want us to talk about or expand on because like we've said this is only our own experience so yes don't take <laughs> us for like the whole perth gospel market this is absolutely not <laughs> and we're north you know other areas of birth are going to have different experiences with all their vacancy rates, applications, numbers. Yep. But we just kind of wanted to put out what, I guess, what we find. Yep. And if we can help someone along the way, that would be great. Yeah, if you've picked up any pointers, <laughs> good luck. We're thinking of you. Feel free to let us know how you, how you think we went. And if you want any information, I think Kel's and my info is on the websites that we have or on Insta. Honestly, you reach out. You can honestly find us everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fair. Kel's face is all over the place. Oh. But just reach out. We're happy to talk to you guys. Easy. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode on the Alliance experience. Don't forget to follow us on Insta, alliance.leasing.